Thank you, Chris Pauline. <laughs> also, I can't believe I'm making this announcement, but uh, Christmas is coming. <laughs> now, you saw all those men up there in the men's choir, right? So we need a few ladies to fill in the spots there. And so the rehearsal for the choir is starting. Uh, <clears throat> you can see this Thursday, 7 just come, uh, and we'll explain everything to you. They're going to uh, be singing on the 24th, which is a Sunday. Uh, Christmas Eve is actually the Sunday, and then Monday is Christmas Day. Uh, so that we have a one service, and then we also have a, a candlelight service, uh, you know, at uh, 6 o'clock. So anyway, that's when the choir will be performing. So we'd love to have you be part of it. If you can make a joyful noise, and we love you, all right? We love you. <laughs> See, those, those mics are just fake, right? So you know, you're good. You wouldn't remember what it is, right? So let's pray for our nation. Amen? Father, we thank this opportunity to pray for our nation. Uh, we speak life into this nation, Father. We just declare that love is greater than hate, so love is going to be victorious. Lord, light is greater than darkness, so light is going to be victorious. We proclaim over this nation that you're our king, you're our lawgiver, you're our judge, Father. So we declare that our president hears your voice, our Congress hears your voice, our judicial system, they hear your voice, Lord, and they will not follow the voice of a stranger. And we declare that. We declare Satan is bound. This nation is God's nation. We tell him to get his hands off of it, and we are going to see Christ exalted here. The church will reign supreme through, through your great love, Lord, and we give you the praise now in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> now, if you would turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, I'll give you a little abbreviated message here because of all the other stuff that's been going on. <clears throat> We've been talking about uh, <clears throat> 2 Peter here last week, and I introduced it. And in verse 1, it says this, that it says that we've all received like precious faith. Now that means everyone in this room has got the same faith. Uh, we've all got a metron, a predetermined amount, Romans 12, 3. <clears throat> so you've got good, precious faith because you've got a gift from the Lord. Everybody got the same. I didn't get more than you and you didn't get more than me. The second scripture talks about knowledge. That <clears throat> it says that, that grace and peace we multiplied to you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I'd spent a lot of time, uh, if you didn't hear the message, it's on the, on the web, you can get it. But it talks about the word knowledge, uh, impressed you with the Greek word epikonosis. Gnosis means knowledge, it means uh, relational, progressive, and effectual. I mean, you love the Lord, you le you're learning more and more about Him, and <clears throat> it'll eventually change your life. But when you put epi on it, it means a directional knowledge. That is, you're looking and seeking a directional knowledge about a certain thing. And the direction of this verse and the direction of your knowledge needs to be toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the more you know about Him, the more it's working in your life. There's, how do you seek first the kingdom of God? You seek the king. And when you seek the king, He tells you about the kingdom. You want to be prosperous, like we said? Seek the king. We, seek the king. And then He'll give you the wisdom on how to be prosperous. Want to get healed? Seek the healer. Look to Him. And he'll give you wisdom and knowledge on how to be healed. So our pursuit is always about the Lord. Epikonosis. Always about him. The third verse says that he's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. That shows the generosity of our Lord. Our God's got a big heart. He's a good God. He loves to give good gifts to his people. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above, whom there's no variableness or shadow of attorney. He doesn't just say he's going to give you a loaf of bread. He gives you a loaf of bread. And so he's a good God. Everything you need, 
<clears throat> Ephesians 1.3 and 2 Peter 1.4 tells us that we've all got plenty to do everything God's called us to do. And the last verse talks about, verse 4 says that you have indeed precious promises. 7,000 plus in the word of God. But the exciting thing isn't necessarily the promise. It's the word, the word promise there means not only the promise, but the, the, benef- the benefactor, the one who's said he's going to do it, will perform it. Remember the leper came to Jesus and said, Lord, I know you're able to heal me, but will you? And he says, I will. So the heart of God is to heal. The heart of God is to bless you. So when he gives you a promise, it's only so because he's going to fulfill it. So he doesn't give you a promise and not fulfill it. The reason it's in there is telling you, I want to do this in your life. So that's huge. And then the last little thing, he gives us his divine nature. In other words, I've got the DNA of the Savior on the inside of me. That's why I can walk as a Christian because I've got Christ in me. That's why I can make Christian decisions, Christ-centered de- decisions, because I have the life of Christ on the inside of me. So I've got his DNA. I should act like him because I've got his DNA. And that's what I talked about. Now we want to talk about uh, verses 5 through 9. Uh, and uh, I kind of want to do it upside down a little bit. I want to do verse 8 first and then go to 5 uh, through 7 then come back and get 9. I know it's a little out of whack, but I just want to emphasize something. That's why I did it that way. So on your notes, you can see I have a, a translation called the Passion. Uh, <clears throat> in verse 8, it says this. Since these virtues are already deep within you, you possess them in an abundant supply. They will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. Now, I'm going to give seven virtues here uh, that the Lord wants us to have in our life. But I want you to know they're already in there. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, notice the scripture says that since these virtues are already deep within, you possess them in an abundant supply. They're there. That's why Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says this. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's in there. This isn't an energy thing. This is allowing this to come out of the inside of me. It isn't me working my way. It's me allowing God to work in me to bring out of me what he's already deposited on the inside of me. It's already there. You've got love in you because he shed his love abroad in your heart. You're able to walk with patience. Why? Because patience is on the inside of you. It'll work out. It'll be squeezed out, but, it, but it's in there. Uh, and, uh, and verse 13 says, He works on your will to be willing to do His good pleasure in Philippians. So we see these abundant supply in there. Now I want to read a scripture out of Luke 2.52. Uh, that's kind of an interesting scripture to me. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I've always scratched my head about that scripture. Because uh, how could Jesus, the Son of God, uh, in, he's God in the fullness. I mean, you can't add anything to him. He's all God on the inside of him. How can he increase in wisdom? Uh, now, I can see him growing in stature, you know, physically getting bigger. But how in the world does he grow in favor with God and man? He's already got favor with God. He's his son. How does that operate? How does that go? I want to show you a picture that kind of helps us explain it. Here's a man and his son. Now, how many know that uh, the son will have the DNA of his father? But he's not operating in it right now because he's just young. So as he grows, 
he will begin to act more like his dad and be more like his dad and make the decisions similar to his dad because he's, he's maturing in the things of the Lord. Another way to say it is he's allowing what's inside to come outside. It's able to come out of him because he's just getting bigger. His mind is getting so it can receive more. You know, he, he sees more, he, learn, he learns more. I remember when Jesus was in the temple, he was studying there, asking questions. They were amazed at all his wisdom. Well, when Jesus studied, this is real important now, when Jesus studied, it ignited what was already on the inside of him. See, you don't, with your intellect, understand the Bible. You can't understand the Bible with your intellect. You only understand it by revelation. It's only when God goes, ding, that you understand. I mean, I can talk about tithing till I'm blue in the face. And it's not going to happen to you until the Lord brings a revelation to you. See, otherwise it's the law. You do this, you do that, you good Christian kid you are, you know. It's, it's not going to happen. It, we're not, no, that, we, we, we respond to that. But in the New Testament, we respond with His ability. It, it's, 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 all, it's inside out, not outside in. And that's what you got to understand. It's not a work-orientated, it's a liberating thing. <clears throat> now, I have the, the fill-in is the word planted. Because that's what Jesus, Jesus planted in his Father. You're planted in the Lord. And, <clears throat> and you're going to have some exciting things happen. Because I'm going to go through seven things. And it could be a classroom situation where I just go, da 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 I only got a few minutes to do it, so I'll go relatively fast. But I want you to know something that's going to happen. Every time I mention one of these virtues, there's going to be a liberation that happens in you. When I speak that over you, it will begin to ignite that in you. Because I'll water the seed that's already there. And it'll begin to grow. Now, some of your plants are already bearing fruit. Some of these will just be breaking through the ground. But there's going to be a supernatural thing take place. You don't come to church for intellectual reasons. We come because we worship God and God brings revelation to us of the truth. Because once you know the truth, once you know it, kenosis, you begin this whole process, then that truth will set you free. Now, <clears throat> I want to start with this scripture here in 2 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith. I want to stop there. Now, this word supplement is a word you want to look up. It is an awesome word. Now, where it came from, it's a Greek word, obviously, but it had its derivation somewhere. It started for some reason. And the word started from, in the Greek culture, they didn't have TV, obviously, internet, and all those kind of things. So their, their entertainment was these huge plays, or put on these huge passion plays. Some of them are still famous today, of some of the guys that wrote them. And the bigger, the better. The more, the bigger it was, the more you were, your city was on the map, and they, were, you know, they thought you were awesome and all those kind of things. But how many know when you do a big production, it costs money? <clears throat> and so one time, this, this, this town ran out of money. They just had enough to do it. But a benefactor come up and says, listen, I want you to put on this play. Get some more props. Get some more people. Get some, I want this to be the biggest ever. And I'm telling you something, you're never going to run out of money. I got more than enough. You can't ever run out of money. I don't care how much you spend. How many want to know the name of that guy right now, right? <laughs> but, and, and so he did. And so they made up a word in the Greek, and this is the word. Supply or supplement, the, the Greek word is here. And from that day on, it meant more than you could ever use. 
abundantly beyond anything you could ever imagine for. You can't run out. And so Peter's getting ready to say, listen, I'm going to tell you something that can't run out. I'm going to give you some information. You can never fathom how big this can be in your life because this is, this is supernatural because God who has more than enough is going to do in you more than you could ever hope or imagine for. It says supplement your faith. The word faith there, uh, once again, it, it, we talked about faith before. Faith is what we see the invisible with. We look, into the inv- we look at where we're not, but we know we're going to get there because that's what faith does. It reaches into the invisible and, pour, and pulls it into the visible. Faith is the substance, seeability, the substance of things uh, hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It brings them into the natural realm. So that's why we speak about where we're going, not where we are. And we're not denying where we are, but we're speaking where we're going because that's what God tells about me and that's where I want to end up. And he says, you're going to make it, you're going to do it. But then he goes on and he wants to add uh, seven virtues here to us. So let's kind of take them one at a time. Uh, It says, and uh, add to your faith virtue. Now it's on your notes. Uh, Virtue means what? Well, it means courage. It means uh, nobleness, modesty, purity. I love this. It's a piece of land that that produces good fruit. Now, I don't know, if you went to Santa Barbara, you get on the freeway and you turn, you get on the freeway. As soon as you turn and get on the freeway, there's a piece of land over on the right-hand side. Anybody know that land? You don't know it? You guys, you guys look at the road, right? You know, I'm, I'm looking around. I'm, so I see that land. I love that piece of land. I don't know why, but I love it. I guess it's my farming roots from Ohio or something. And they plant strawberries there. It's, I love it when it's plowed and, and disc up. It, just, it looks really great. Then he put the strawberries there. Of course, I love strawberries, so that's worked out good. But they plant that thing over and over again. It, it produces all the time. It's very fruitful. And that's what that's saying. You got good land in you. You got the Spirit of God in you. You'll grow. You'll grow fruit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness. You're going to have that because you got good land. You're, you know, add to your, ver- add to your faith virtue because faith will grow in that virtue you have, that good production you have on the inside of you. Then it says, okay, after you get your virtue down, you know your good land, then I want you to increase in knowledge. Now, the word knowledge here is not epigenosis like the other one. It's the word gnosis. It means a progressive type of understanding of the Lord. You know, I have a scripture that's my, my life scripture, actually. <clears throat> I got along my, when you walk in my home, they see a little plaque down there, one of the gals in the congregation made me. Isaiah 33, 6. And Isaiah 33, 6 says this. It says that wisdom and knowledge is the stability of your life. Uh, it says, you know, that we'll have stable times and abundant salvation. It's, that's, you know, that's the newer translation. I memorized it in, in the King James, of course. Because <clears throat> under the King James, it's all I had, you know, the blackboard. I used to have to sit by the fire and write it out, you know. That's, not, that's just, anyway, <clears throat> that's, why, that's where I learned for it. Because wisdom and knowledge is just the stability of your times. See, as you study, you just get stronger and stronger and stronger because revelation starts to come to you and the strength of your salvation. In other words, when I realize that I'm a conqueror, that helps me. When I realize my sins are forgiven, whoo, that helps me. That strengthens my salvation, you know. And the fear of the Lord is his treasury. Uh, and, and so that th- can become, but once again, knowledge isn't my pursuit. My pursuit is Jesus, but he, he gives me wisdom and knowledge because you can't talk me out of God not being a healer because God's healed me. Amen. You can't talk me out of not being a giver because I've experienced it. I've got knowledge of that. Then see, after you get that, then you get self-control. 
<laughs> now, I love this. Self-control means taking a grip of yourself. <laughs> no, I don't need that cake. <laughs> a grip, you know. I don't need that fifth helping. No, I don't need that. Right? I don't need that. <clears throat> self-control. Now, I'm working on this one. This is where I'm living right now. Uh, because I'm working on getting up early. Because mm. I, I, I think mornings are overrated. But anyway, uh, you can't get away from it because Jesus got up early and prayed. Nuts. You know, so I, I don't have any choice. I've got, if I'm going to be self-controlled, I've got to get up early and pray. I got, that's part of it. So when the alarm goes off, you know, I'm going to hate alarms. And anyway, uh, don't hit the snooze control. <clears throat> get a grip. Get out of bed, start worshiping the Lord, telling God how much you appreciate Him, how much you love to do it. Now, you may think you're lying, but it is the Word of God, all right? Because you feel like you're a hypocrite, because I don't get out of bed loving to worship. Now, the more I do it, the better I get at it, but still, I begin to confess not where I am, but I begin to say I got the mind of Christ, so I can make right decisions, like getting out of bed. I have self-control because it's one of the fruit of the Spirit's. And I have it in, in, innate in me. And so I'm going to do this. You know, uh, uh, you know I, I don't have a, a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So a sound mind means I can make good decisions. So I speak that over myself. I'm not there, but I'm going to get there. All right? So you see me in the morning, and I'll be bright-eyed before coffee. You know, so it'll be good. Because uh, I want to have self-control. I want to walk in that, that self-control. Uh, Daniel in chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Remember when he and the three Hebrew children went to Babylon? They wanted to give them all the food of the king so they could be smarter and, you know, more intelligent and all that. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to touch that. I made a decision. I wouldn't defile myself on that food. So three weeks, you look at me, and I'll come back, and I'll show you I'm better off. Now, we as Christians love to be investigated. Because Christianity just isn't talk. Christianity is doing. So I want you to examine my life. You know, you can drive by at 530 and see if my lights are on, all right? You know, see how well I'm doing. Watch me on the freeway. Watch me in stores. Watch me as I speak to people. I want you to investigate me because Christ will show itself out of my life. And then my, then my testimony won't be in word only, but also be word and deed, right? See, that's what we want. All right, I know you're listening. Uh, that's self-control, right? We want that to be a part of our life because I want to walk in that. Now, uh, now self-control, they get a little more difficult as we go here. You notice that? Self-control, the st steadfastness is the next one. That's temperance or patience. How many love that word, patience? But I'm telling you, uh, we go through pressure for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons is you need to walk through pressure so that you can show that you have become stronger. You see, you'll never know you beat that habit until you walk through that situation again and you don't fall to that. You walk through that. See, I'm believing. Uh, and then I'll, I'll leave in just a second. Uh, we need to be able to walk. And that's the patience. Let her have its, its perfect work in us. So we'll, not be in, we'll, we'll just be solid. Uh, and see, that's one of the reasons God says, because I like microwaves. Anybody else, you know? I cook with microwaves. I wouldn't need a stove because uh, if it's on the stove, then I have to look, got to follow all that advice and everything, you know? 
Uh, I'm not too good at that. Uh, uh, so quicker is better for me. You know, if a line's too long, I'll try to find another one, which is usually longer in the long run, but anyway. But uh, that's not a good habit because I need to be steadfast. I need to be able to walk through these things with patience on the inside of me and just confident that God is with me and I'm going to be able to walk through this. And I, I have, have self-control. However, uh, there's only, there's, you need this next thing I'm telling you if you're going to be able to do this. This is worth the price of a mission right here. Uh, this comes out of Hebrews 12.2. Uh, this is tremendously important. Looking to who? Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him. When Jesus went to the cross, he saw the cross. He knew it was going to be painful. He knew it was going to be hard. But he had a joy set before him. And that joy is setting in this room right here. Psalm 16 says he had the Lord always in front of his face. He wasn't looking at the cross. He was looking at what the cross was going to do. He was looking at the end intended by the Lord. When you're in sickness, you have to look to health. That's where you're going. We're not denying where we are, but we're, we're declaring where we're going to be. If you're in debt, look to the time you're going to be out of debt. Because God is able to get you out of debt. Now, we have a class that helps you with, you know, stewardship of finances, compass. It's a great class going right now, matter of fact. But it's, 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 it's you know, it's good. And, and so... Uh, but he's able to get you out. Look at the time you're going to pay cash for that car. Talk to me now. I'm doing good, all right? Because there's a time, if you'll believe, God will get you on that. But I can't look at the overwhelmingness of my problem because it gets bigger and bigger the longer I look at it. And so I need to look at the joy set before me because that's where God wants us to look at. Like we've said, don't, don't talk where you are. Talk where you want to be. Now, once again, we're not trying to deny things or any of that kind of stuff. We're just, I believe God's word will get us where he says he'll get us. And that's what says, add to your, add patience here to you because patience is important, this, this self-control. Now, going back, and the next one is a thing called godliness. And godliness just means that you're able to walk away from the temptations of the world. Now, most of you know that uh, I like to watch sports. You know, I watched the Dodgers win last night, so that was good. And... Uh, 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 somebody said that's why I wore blue today. Now, this, that this was the next shirt in line. All right, that's why I wore blue today. <laughs> but uh, when you watch sports, you get beer commercials and car commercials. And once in a while, Geico's in there. But anyway, you know, it's beer and you know and, and cars. You get this car, man. You know, it's handmade right uh, uh, you know you get this you drive around people be watching you when you drive in you got this or that you know that's going to be great you know and uh, it's just going to be good all your kids can go together there and you know and all that kind of stuff and you got this on here that on there you see the people in back of you I mean it's just awesome you got to have this because it's, it's got to put you over the top you got this you know uh, you can you know a beer right find your beach <laughs> Uh, that's this all that happiness joy there just all that kind of waving all this in front of you you know whatever it might be you know quick and loan punch the button get your loan they don't tell you you got to pay them back right uh, with 12% interest or whatever uh, but see it's all this glamour 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 you get this you're going to be happy see godliness says I don't need that I, I, I'm happy now 
I love my Toyota. It's not a big deal. It's not, I don't, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I'm good. It's like going to, after you get out of here, which you're, I'm sure you're hoping you are quickly, uh, but anyway, <laughs> you might say, you know, we're really hungry. We're going to go to Hometown Buffet. Mm. Now, I don't have the discipline to go to Hometown Buffet because uh, I'll take a little of this and a little of that. Pretty soon I got two platefuls, you know, and of course you got to eat everything on the plate because your mom told you you got to eat everything on your plate, right? Uh, so I don't have the discipline to go, but I suppose you went, and man, you just, you just, you ate good, all right? I mean, you are really full. Uh, and so as you're walking out, hopefully you're able to walk out, you know, you're able to walk out, and you walk by a guy here who's got your favorite pie. I mean, and it's got whipped cream on top. It, man, it, it's your favorite pie. But how many know that's not a big deal for you because you're full? I mean, you know you couldn't eat it even if you wanted to, you couldn't eat it because you're so full. You just couldn't put any more in there. It's just over the top already. See, that's what godliness is. You're so full of God, you don't need anything else. You're full. I mean, I love the Lord. I love to worship the Lord. I love to be together with you. I love to read my word. I, you know, I, I, I watch sports and those things, I, you know. But if I didn't, I'm, st I'm still good. You know, I'm still good because I'm because God is my satisfaction God is my joy God is my peace I don't need a happy hour I'm doing good all day long because God is my peace He's my strength, right? And, and see, that's what godliness is I, I, I don't need that I'm, I'm good, I'm fine There's no magnet in me drawing me to this or to that with this false solution It's all a mirage You dive in it, it's just sand, right? And you get that nice car you got to pay it back, right? So, and you just you know, it's not a big deal have the car, that's great, but know your joy's in the Lord, yeah. all right? God isn't concerned about the car you have. He just doesn't want the car to have you. Uh, now, the next one uh, is brotherly love. Uh, and uh, brotherly affection, brotherly love, means this, that you see everybody with the eyes of Jesus. Now, can you imagine this, that God loves a person in ISIS as much as he loves me? And I'm not there yet, but... For God so loved the... Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's amazing. The love of God is just so... My, that he sees the Pauls that were, you know, that were just destroyers. He sees them as an apostolic call because he sees the end of your life, not where you are. And I've got to have the ability to see you one step from the Lord. Just knowing one touch of God and God's got your life and you're turned around. It's like Clara, you know? How many think going to Honduras was a setup? Uh, it was a setup, my God, right? I mean, she's trying to get out of it all the way there, but God says no, because you need to go because I want to change your heart, Clara. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, Scott gave a similar testimony in, this, in 830 service. Uh, he was all bound up, but God set him up there and brought liberty to him. He thinks he's over there helping the kids, but he's the one who gets set free, right? And see, God's got this set up for us because he wants us to see everybody, not, you know, red and yellow, black and white, purple, brown, whatever, just as God's kids, God loves them. God wants to change them. God wants to transform them. That's what our God is able to do, amen? And then the last one, of course, uh, is agape love. It's a kind of love that we love uh, because, simply to love not to get anything from it that's the love i want all the families here to have husband and wives they have the love they serve because uh, that's what they're supposed to do we've died to ourselves. we're concerned about others we're not concerned about ourselves can i get an amen, amen. 
Now, as the worship team comes back out, I want to read, uh, the fill-in is the word pursue, sorry. You'd think two fill-ins, I'd be able to get them, right? <laughs> now, I want, to, I want to read verse 9 to us, uh, so it's back on the front part of your notes. It says, but if anyone lacks these things, these seven virtues, he is blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence for his past sins have been washed away. Now I'm believing, this is my faith, that I'm believing today as I spoke these seven over you, that you have virtue, you're a good field. You know, you've got knowledge, you're pursuing after the Lord, you're knowing more about Him. You know, you're walking uh, in, with, uh, with self-control. You're a person of patience. You know, you're, you're able to do that. You're a godly person. You're resisting the pull of the world. You walk in brotherly love. You know, you're, you have agape love. You won't forget those because sin no longer has dominion over you anymore. You are set free. Ephesians 1, 7, redemption is preached because of the blood of Jesus Christ and you are forgiven. You do not have a past because Jesus Christ has forgiven you of your sins. <clears throat> Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not any of his benefits who forgives you of all your sins and heals all of your diseases. <clears throat> the blood of Jesus was more than enough so that these virtues can begin to come out of you. You can be an integrous person. You can walk in this because it's abundantly supplied on the inside. It's all in there. Now let's let it come out. Uh, let's let it come out. Let's let it birth out of us this morning. So we can say, look at my life. My life reflects Jesus. I'm growing, but wow, I love the Lord. I want you to love the Lord. I want my life to be salt and light to you, that you want more and more of Jesus because that's where our freedom is in, right? Amen, amen. Let's, uh, let's stand together. Let's worship the Lord. Then let me pray over us. You know, I have a, a box here, a scone mix. It's good for bachelors because all you do is add water <laughs> and stir, and it's supposed to come out just like the picture shows. But on the side of it, they got all these ingredients. Now, you take out two or three of those ingredients, it's not going to taste or look like it's supposed to, right? And that's what we've been talking about. 
These are ingredients. That's why the series is called Recipe for a Godly Life. That God wants all these things to birth on the inside of you. So when you add the power of the, just the water of the Word of God, you begin to look like this. This is how we want to look like, right? So Father, I pray this morning that I spoke in the Word of God. We read it. Just talked a little bit about it, Lord. The power of the Word. That you bring number one revelation to us. That these are on the inside of us. And then, Lord, we believe they're going to birth out. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of the grace of God. Not because of me, because of God in me. That these things are going to birth and I'm going to walk with self-control. I'm going to walk in brotherly love. I'm going to be an agape type person who loves and loves and loves without any expectation coming back. Because my trust is in you. My boast is not in me. My boast is in the Lord. Because Lord, we want to come with, we want to see miracles happen. Lord, we want people to be set free. This morning, I'm believing for addictions to drop because we just got full of God and that just pushed these things out of our lives. I don't need drugs anymore. I don't need alcohol anymore. I don't need pornography. I don't need any of those things because I'm full of God. I'm full of Him. So I don't need the world to add anything to me because I'm complete in Christ. That's where my satisfaction is. And I believe that's birthing out of everybody here right now. Because we've spoken the word of God over them, Lord. And it's happening in their lives. And we thank you for it, Lord. We give you the praise for healings taking happen. Because health is sprung up, Father. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Now I'm going to just mention one thing before I speak a blessing. If you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your day. That's the reason you're here. Not to hear me. But for the work, the God to work on your heart. Maybe one of the songs just started to bubble up on the inside of you. Maybe one word that was spoken. They said, yeah, I need that. See, that's Jesus saying, here I am. I'm reaching down. This is, I, I want you to come into my family. I want to walk, I want to walk with you through everything of life. Here, I, I'm here. I'm here. And you need to receive it. It's a free gift. So I'd love to have you put your hand up and put it down. Just so I know I'm praying for somebody here specifically. Anyone here? You need Jesus. Never done it before. Maybe, you've, you know, you've been away a long time. You're coming back. Say, no, I'm, I'm back. I'm going to stay this time. So just give me your hand. I know there's some, a couple here that need to do that. If you didn't hold your hand up, there's a room underneath the balcony called the New Life Room. And people back there love to pray with you, love to give you a Bible, get you going. Take a minute. You brought somebody. Help them. Sometimes it's a little nervous to do it on your own. But go back there. Get some prayer. Don't walk out of here not having a confidence that Christ is in you. Now, Father, I speak blessing on my brothers and sisters. I believe the ingredients for a godly life is welled up on the inside of all of us, that we're going to be able to walk in a way that pleases you. I speak over them. I declare over them that this week they will see new fruit in their life. They will be able to know that you're with them, giving them wisdom and discernment on how to navigate through all the things that life brings us. And we just give you the praise now, Father, for all the good things you're doing. I speak it over this congregation. Give you praise now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
We just want to thank you for listening to this latest sermon. We really hope that God has talked to you and blessed you. And we want to hear your story. So please email us at video at scf.org. We also want to extend the opportunity for you to be generous and support our ministry. So if God has called you to give, please, you can please give at scf.org slash give.